And welcome to the Thursday edition of the Hometown Headlines newscast. John Druckenmiller at HometownHeadlines.com thanking you for joining us today. A lot of news happening, most of it happening this morning. As a matter of fact, a morning storm has soaked northwest Georgia. A lot of rain out there. Please be careful if you're listening early and driving to work or school. At one point, we had more than 1,500 people without power in Floyd and Bartow counties. Much of that has been repaired we continue under a flash flood watch until 1 this afternoon. This extra rain, by the way, is on top of the, what we've already had in recent days here in northwest Georgia. We have the latest on roads, floodings, and our rivers as well. At least two school systems in our area, Calhoun and Gordon County Schools, are scheduled delays today. They're opening two hours late in Gordon County today. No other reports as of this recording. Business news today, watch for what's next at the former Mathis Hardware site on Shorter. That's the one right down there near Moe's and in front of uh, the new hardware store. Also, keep an eye on what's happening across the street at the American Legion. Up at the mall, they have lost Master Cuts, the uh, hair place. However, they also are undergoing a $100,000 interior remodel that based on updates from the building department. Health news today, Dr. Kristen Perkle has joined the Harbin Clinic Family Medicine in Cartersville. Buzz today, Georgia Highlands Annual Writers Conference is set for February 29th. Floyd County precinct workers learn more about the new voting machines and the Gordon-Floyd Joint Development Authority will meet on February 19th. Also today, obituaries, we say farewell to Mrs. Janice Burgess Dodson and Mrs. Marilyn Joyce McDonald. We have a public health restaurant inspection scores for you this morning as well. Greater Community Bank brings you the Crime Watch report from Floyd, Bartow, and Polk counties, now updated on the website. From our broadcast edition, in addition to this newscast and our rant of the day, we have the direct report. Elections Chief Robert Brady has telling you more about how we'll be voting on the new voting machines. We start advanced voting for the presidential preference primary in just a few days, so give that a listen. Also, we have the first installment of Jay Shell's Creek Stories, this one about Beware Brown Red, his champion rooster. Truett's Chick-fil-A sports report for the morning. Number one basketball high school state tournament schedules are up. We have games starting Friday and Saturday night. We have those details for you. Local college updates as well. Don't forget the junior NBA event is tonight at the Anthony Center. Baseball, we have a quick video as the Atlanta Braves pitchers and catchers report to the new spring training complex down in Northport, Florida. Also, the Rome Braves continue to prepare for the new season coming up. Op- opens up here in April. And our community sports, February 22nd, the 2020 Rome Arsenal Jamboree is set. February 29th, Larry Lester, co-founder of the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum in Kansas City, will lecture at two locations here in Rome. And don't forget, you can register right now for the March 14th Harbin Clinic Leprechaunathon 5K and Two Mile Health Walk. And now Thursday's rant of the day from Hometown Headlines and the Hometown Headlines newscast. We'll call this one Power to the People. Much of today will be spent at the Courtyard Rome Riverwalk for Rome City Commissioners, staffers, and others. Today marks the annual plenary retreat for the city, and we're glad that at least it is in Rome this year and not the foothills of Dahlonega in northeast Georgia, as was the case last April. We never did understand why city government exported a city meeting and personnel some 60 miles out of town or used taxpayer money for accommodations, travel, and such. Besides, based on the agenda today, we were sent at least, the city has a full day ahead. 
Critical topics include downtown Rome, the River District, economic development, the Chamber of Commerce, quality of life, tennis, and many others. But what's interesting about this year's meeting, in part, isn't just a filled agenda. Helping facilitate the meeting is Elise Davis, a community and economic development professional from Georgia Power. Davis has nearly 30 years in the business. She serves on a number of local boards and has very strong local contacts. While stalking her Wednesday night as we wrote this, we found a video with Davis and Missy Kendrick, then the leader of Polk County's economic development push. Since August, Kendrick has moved up to Floyd County to lead the Rome Floyd Economic Development Authority. The video is chatty and underscores Georgia Power's relationship with local governments and local officials when it comes to development issues and other issues. We've seen Georgia Power as a player in the over the years here in Northwest Georgia. Still, we were surprised to hear how much sway the utility has had, especially in some recent economic development matters in Rome and Floyd County, including even personnel reviews, if you want to call it that. The recruitment of Davis to facilitate the city meetings today underscores that, as do some of her appointments around the community. And there's more. There's the recent $10,000 donation by Georgia Power to the Rome Floyd Economic Development Authority, said to be earmarked to help with the development of a website to get it up and running. And there's the announcement that Georgia Power Regional Manager Cassandra Wheeler is the chair-elect of the Rome Floyd Chamber set to lead that group starting January 2021. If anything, some people thought the presence of Georgia Power may be easing here with the November 2018 closing and then the recent sale of 800 Broad Street location in downtown Rome. That was underscored by the July announcement to basically shutter Planned Hammond, which particularly has local school administrators concerned because of the expected economic hit. But that's not the case. If anything, Georgia Power's local involvement seems to be escalating. The Chamber, Economic Development, various boards, a $10,000 donation to the Development Authority, which already is getting a minimum of $450,000 a year in startup funds, if you will, from city and county governments, read tax revenue. And to that facilitating situation this morning to the city retreat, this is one of the most critical city retreats we have seen in years. We urge you to watch what comes out of it today, especially concerning housing, subtly an issue in Northwest Georgia. We just find this confluence, if you will, interesting. At least that's the view from the outside. You have to wonder how elected and appointed leaders see it, let alone other, quote, corporate partners, end quote. This is John Druckermiller with Home Down Headlines thanking you for joining us today. Please stay with us throughout the day as we continue to track our morning storms and any aftermath there and other breaking news. We have been alerted to one major medical story. We'll have those details for you hopefully later on this afternoon. Right now, we open, we close with the stylish renderings of Funky Druck from the funky one himself, Harry Musselwine. Have a safe day in Northwest Georgia.